1: earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the talk.
2: Back on the Tom Dupree Show for hour number two, we welcome Mike Johnson. Good morning. Morning, uh, Mike. Um, let's, uh, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, Amazon cancels Headquarter 2 plans in New York City. Amazon will move forward with plans in Virginia and Nashville and will hire at other tech hubs. This according to uh, the Wall Street Journal, Amazon.com is abandoning its plans to build a new headquarters in New York City after the company faced stiff resistance from some local politicians who objected to giving one of the world's most valuable companies billions of dollars in tax incentives. Um And then Amazon made a statement, says, while polls show that 70 percent of New Yorkers support our plans and investment, a number of state and local politicians have made it clear that they oppose our presence and will not work with us to build the type of relationships that are required to go forward with the projects we and many others envisioned in Long Island City. Major blow uh, to the uh, New York area. I mean, I don't care how rich you are already. If you're saying to 25,000 jobs at an average uh, salary of 150 grand, we don't want you.
0: It blows my mind. It, it, it absolutely. I think it's hilarious though, because the the people that have been on their pedestal talking about this and you know blabbing out their mouth, Amazon looked at them, turned their back, gave them the middle finger, and walked <laughs> out of the room. Yeah, that's, that's what they did. That's sayonara. what they did. And uh, I want to read a tweet. You know, this is from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, This is what she tweeted on this. Anything is possible. Today was the day a group of dedicated, everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon's corporate greed, its mm-hmm. worker exploitation, mm-hmm. and the power of the richest man in the
1: world. And that's on the heels of 70% of New Yorkers supported Amazon coming to their community. And
0: there was a, a senator, uh, Michael Gennaris, uh, he went on Squawk Box and was talking about you know, how bad, they. they he was on there before they decided to move out, but they were going to, okay, we'll back up a little bit. They were going to give, the, the debate was the incentives that, that New York was giving them, and these people were saying they shouldn't give them the $3 billion in tax incentives, and cortez and some of these others saying well yeah. now we have three billion dollars to spend on infrastructure oh my god like, <laughs> yeah. no you don't you, you they were going to give them 500 million dollars that was the cash outlay everything else was contingent on twenty-five thousand jobs on bringing this product she
2: still yeah. thinks yeah. that they were going to write them a three billion dollar check they were going to give them a break on $3 billion worth of yeah. payroll taxes that now will never be created. Yeah, that never- $3 billion will never exist because those jobs won't happen and those payroll taxes won't happen. She is so incredibly stupid. And, the you know, it, it just boggles my mind that this person got elected, that people elected her, as uh, uh, their um, uh, representative, it's just it, – and there are people out there who are saying, oh, she's smart. She's this. She's that. She's dumber than a box of rocks. Well,
1: well let me – I was ahead. just going to let's, – let's just, for our listeners, let's make sure they understand the facts of the deal, okay? This is what Amazon was getting. You throw $3 billion out there like it's, you know, nothing. Well, we're gonna break it down this way. Eight hundred and ninety-seven million for relocation and employee assistance program. Okay. That's called REAP. That's a that's a big function in any economic development engine for any community. Three hundred and eighty-six million for industrial and commercial abatement program. Okay, that's so that's called the ICAP program, another big but well, once again, they
2: were not writing them checks no. for this. They were just going to give them tax, re, uh, tax relief that,
1: that's to tax, get that. That's tax, uh, you know, property tax, you know, relief is what that is. Over a 25-year period, 25-year period, okay? Now, the cash, $500 million in cash, all right? So that totals. Now, here's – this is important. $1.2 billion in what they call Excelsior programs, that's just nothing more than job training, job education, continuing education money. That'll be over a 25-year period, okay? That totaled $2.9 billion or $48,000 per job. 25,000 jobs, but now this is what nobody else is talking about. Up to 40,000 jobs by 2000. 30. I think that was right. Yeah.
2: So you know what's going to happen? Uh, that area is going to get more hidebound if they keep electing these uh, liberal slash socialist politicians like uh, de Blasio as mayor of New York City, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That area is going to get more behind and wherever these jobs are going, uh, Virginia, Nashville, Tennessee, good luck with Nashville. I mean, that place, it's getting everybody wants to go there. That's right. That's
1: right.
0: Mm-hmm. One one other thing that this Janaris uh, was saying, when he was making his argument against, um, he, he was saying that, well, you can't look at the property in a vacuum. He said, we have plans for this property otherwise. He said, we had government housing we had restaurants and we had retail that was already planned on going in there are you kidding, kidding me?
1: me yeah are you they're
0: kidding? going in there because of amazon being there yeah. well he he was saying that they had this plan before but what kind of income is that going to bring what kind of jobs is that going to bring to the area are
2: like yeah. what yeah yeah
1: oh man What. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say yesterday we were talking about this in the office, and there were some clients in, and it was just—it's a good conversational piece. And Mike couldn't have said it better. Who in their right mind would not want to invest three dollars to get a return of nine dollars? And that's basically. Yeah, what what is happening here? Mm -hmm. Or or nine to one ratio? Yeah, nine to one. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven dollars. I'm sorry, I I messed that up. I'm thinking of the ratio nine to one. So you invest three billion to get a twenty-seven billion dollar return, and we're really not talking about the old trickle down effect of this either, right? Yeah. Okay. The guy that's driving the Uber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: whatever. Exactly. Okay. It's just. the the ancillary businesses that would support it oh my
1: gosh let's talk about our own community tom just brought it up earlier today look what happened with toyota right right here in central kentucky
2: and Mm -hmm. and governor collins at the time martha lane collins she was uh criticized her her administration was uh criticized for um giving away the, the the store on that you know in terms of tax incentives and things like that but look what those things are long since paid for and uh toyota has continued to generate jobs and wealth in central kentucky in a way
1: like uh, we've not seen before and most importantly put kentucky on the map in terms of an economic development opportunity Martha Lane and Toyota did that for this state. There's no question about it.
2: That's right. They did. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.
1: Playing out a vision to choose
0: greatness. Their sights on 2020 I'm running for president. Now is the time to fight. Clear and
2: concise information matters
3: to get to the truth. Clearly see 2020
0: with News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution like an annuity to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859 400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 and DupreeFinancial.com
0: time my
3: life was just a season, tears and dreams and silly schemes and billions running
2: On the Tom Dupree show, these are musical excerpts from the Birds album called Untitled. Came out in 1970, 71, somewhere I think 70. And uh, it was an album I owned as a 13 year old.
1: It was a good time, yeah, a good time to live.
2: I went to camp in North Carolina, and my counselor, a guy named Bill Brody, who was a Vietnam uh, veteran had a large list of uh, albums. I came home and, and I decided I'd buy all of them.
1: So. <laughs> I
0: love it. Anyway.
2: I always but. like how your uh, you're, you're fandom of rock and roll, it always goes back to camp somehow. Yeah. And, and I get it because, but you it get, just always seems like camp is a big influence on your is. rock and roll taste. It definitely was. It got me going. <laughs> I love it. All right. <clears throat> At Dupree Financial Group, we uh, um, okay, over? Co- we choke on our coffee at Dupree Financial Group, and you know, sometimes early in the morning, coffee will actually gag me a little bit. I don't know why I keep drinking it, but
1: <laughs> I do, oh it's like a
2: you know, dog going back, and um, oh. yeah, it, it can gag me a bit the, the bitterness, but um. We talk at Depre Financial Group about retirement income and uh withdrawing a certain amount, and some people in the mutual fund industry have tried to uh, duplicate that or uh, generate that kind of thing uh say four percent withdrawal rate without uh without destroying the principal um this is something we're very wrapped around. We are very focused on the retirement investor and what the retirement investor has to do in order to generate income from his or her retirement savings that over time will give them a nice return, hopefully a growing return and growing principle without dipping into that principle uh, unnecessarily. So, Even Vanguard has come out with a fund that is supposed to do this. Uh, Converting a pot of money into retirement income isn't an easy task for many retirees, and it's a tricky proposition even for fund firms. Take the Vanguard Managed Payout Fund, one of the largest of a type of investment options aimed at helping retirees with the income conundrum. Vanguard cut its payout to investors this year by 8% after the portfolio took a hit in last year's sell-off. So even Vanguard <clears throat> was trying to do this, and they weren't able to. <clears throat> so the Im- most important takeaway
0: from this is knowing what you own and what's what it's made up of. There's a reason that we do everything at the firm. There's a reason that each client's account is individually managed. There's a reason it's not a fund that we pull everybody together. When you're dealing with, so you got the two different scenarios. You have the growth scenario, which is while you're working, you're contributing. And that's basically you figure out how much you want to invest and where to invest it when you start dealing with the withdrawal phase the income phase the distribution there you have to take into account health um life expectancy uh how the quality of life that you're wanting in retirement there's all these other factors the sequence of returns all these things play into that now what vanguard is trying to do with this one particular fund and there's a lot of funds that do this or something similar to this. But what they're trying to do is take the passive, uh, like an ETF, exchange traded fund approach, make it passive, meaning put it on autopilot and just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Now, there's so many uh, things that can work against the investor by doing it this way. We've talked a lot in the past about Mutual funds and how, in a, a down market, the structure of a mutual fund can work against the investor because yeah. of redemptions. That's right. Now,
2: that's exactly
0: right. What Vanguard is doing with this particular fund, this is actually a fund of funds. Now, what I mean by that, this this mutual fund um, owns a portfolio of mutual funds of about mm-hmm. twenty five different mutual funds. So, you buy this fund. And it, it's the Vanguard Managed Payout Fund. You buy that fund, you're actually you own. It's really a derivative of a derivative, mm-hmm. right? Because you own a fund that owns funds. So you can take this, you know, really far, but you know, want to scratch the surface. Let's say the first part of the fund, meaning the the funds that this fund that the payout fund owns. <laughs> okay, bear with me I know. here. Bear with I was me here. Say. Um, that when investors sell because th- the funds that that the payout fund owns it's made up of commodities, growth, mm. all these different things. It's not an income producing fund of funds. It doesn't produce dividends. So that 4% payout is c- coming from growth. Comes from growth ah. total return. And so when you have a year like 2018 well, that takes the averages down. That's why the it reduced its payout by eight percent. They're trying to, and you see this in in uh, large companies in Wall Street. They try to package things, make things simple. Well, sometimes you can't. You, you no. can't. You can't shortcut certain areas. Um, so when you try to make a a, an illiquid security liquid it doesn't work no when you try to take something like a withdrawal rate and make it on autopilot it doesn't work so what we try to do with our portfolio is if you're taking a four percent withdrawal rate that is being derived from shares of stock or bonds that you own in your portfolio that comes from dividends and interest payments
1: it's real simple. Yeah. Real simple. It's it's straightforward. It, it, well, it's candid and it's diligent. Right. And that's what we are. We're a candid and diligent guide for our clients. And it, but I want to ask a question about this this Vanguard thing because this is pretty interesting to me. So they they cut the payout eight percent. So if they're trying to meet a four percent objective. Mm-hmm. So for $100, you get paid $4 annually. Are they cutting that $4 payout 8%? Yes. Is that what that means? Yes. Okay. Uh Right. I just wanted to make sure our listeners understood that. And the
0: the reason for that is because of the total return Return that that is down. Plus, you throw in the mix with that redemptions and the mechanics of mutual funds on top of mutual funds they can they can back their investors into a corner when they're paying out a certain amount and they have redemptions on top of that it just gets so murky uh, and how that how how the income is generated
1: for me it it generates a lot of anxiety because i don't really know what i've got exactly and you know that's the thing i love about Tapri. you know our customers our clients they know what they've got they understand what they've got and how it works
2: right there you go
1: i mean uh
2: they understand it if they take time to listen when we're there. Sometimes that's why we meet with them every six months. You know, sure. sometimes they would rather just us handle it and not talk to them about it. But we're going to give them the opportunity to know exactly why their money is invested the way it is. 2018 is a prime example right. of. Why we
0: own the types of things we own in the portfolio, and why we communicate as much as we do with our clients. Because in in a year like 2017, when you know everything's going up, you know in the market. Uh, in general, uh, when basically <laughs> yeah. everything goes up, well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, statement looks good. You know, we know that that's not always the case. You know, we know that situations like twenty eighteen are, are going to happen, are going to happen again. That's why we communicate with them. This is what you own. Here is why you own it, and here is the income that's being produced. Because even in a down market, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago. A lot of the companies in the portfolio that for our clients, they raised their dividends in 2018 because yeah. the fundamentals were intact. Right. Um, so as long the, the story stays the same, we're not we're not jumping around. Well, you got this and then this. It's always about the income, even in an up market where when everybody's happy. Say okay, you know that's it's great. Take a step back though. Remember the income.
2: Right. That's good. We'll listen to little birds here as we sort of work our way out. We'll do a go out here in just a second. We'll let's see, move right up to it, fifty-five. Okay, now it's time. It's the Tom Depri Show News Radio, six thirty WAP.
1: Hey, you don't walk blindfolded across streets during rush hour, juggle flaming axes, or tease hungry grizzly bears. Those things could kill you. So why keep using tobacco? Because quitting tobacco is hard. But here's some good news. You don't have to do it alone. Quit Now Kentucky is with you every step of the way. For free help quitting, text QUITKY to 797979 or go to quitnowkentucky.org. Stay away from hungry grizzly bears.
0: The unemployment rate is at a 48-year low. Most people that want to work are working. If you're trying to fill open positions at your business, you'll have to find your next candidate from the currently employed. iHeartMedia can help you spread the word to 93% of the U.S. population. That's right, 93%. Use this radio station to find your next employee who's driving to or sitting at their current job. You'll have your pick of the most qualified candidates for any position you have available. We can help. Go to iHeartWorks.com. That's iHeartWorks.com hardworks.com
1: Kentuckians are always on the move. Whether you're driving down the road for a gallon of milk or flying across the country, Kentucky's new driver's licenses will get you there more securely than ever before. Rolling out by county starting this March, all cards will arrive in the mail. Choose between a standard license or a U.S. air travel and military base approved voluntary travel ID license. Preparing now will save valuable time later when you renew at your local circuit court clerk office. Learn what documents to bring at drive.ky.gov. Pope Francis has defrocked former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick and former Archbishop of Washington, D.C., after the Vatican found him guilty of sexually abusing minors and adults dating back decades. ABC's Julia McFarlane is at the ABC News Foreign Desk in London. McCarrick won't face any criminal charges because the alleged crimes were committed so long ago that the statute of limitations has expired. The revelations also that there were financial settlements in at least two. Two cases involving McCarrick has led to accusations of a cover-up by the church. In a statement last year, McCarrick said he had no recollection of the allegations and maintains his innocence. A government shutdown has been averted, but a new showdown is beginning. Democrats vowing to legally challenge the president's declaration of a national emergency to help fund building a border wall. Former Vice President Joe Biden is expected to speak at the Munich Security Conference this morning. Earlier, Vice President Mike Pence asking European nations to withdraw from the nuclear deal with Iran. Michelle and ABC News. Our weather gets a whole lot better as we get deeper into our Saturday.
0: Skies becoming partly sunny. Afternoon temperatures right around the 40 degree mark. Clouds are going to thicken up again late tonight. Could be a touch of some light rain or light snow early on Sunday. By the afternoon, just a scattered shower left over. Highs 45 to 50. Not raining all day. Colder with a flurry
1: on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm WKYT Chief Mirageist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: Broadcasting live 24 7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP.
3: The Daytona 500 is almost here, and now's the time to head to Kroger for the digital coupon savings event and stock up on delicious ways to feed your racing fans. You'll find hot deals on select bird's eye frozen vegetables, Briar's ice cream, Campbell's condensed soup, and more. Just visit Kroger.com or the app and download your coupons. You can use them up to five times in one transaction and get ready for your Daytona 500 party. At Kroger, where food and fans unite. Anyone can deliver a box, but when you consider the source, only Kroger can bring you the fresh food and quality products you already know and love. And Kroger makes it easy with same-day store pickup, delivery in as little as one hour, and shipping right to your door. So check out While You're Chillin'. Shop online with the Kroger app or at Kroger.com today.
0: Right now, Fresh Heritage Farm boneless chicken breasts are $1.69 a pound and Haas avocados are $0.58 cents each with
2: card. Fresh food, low prices at Kroger.
1: Herpes and works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers
0: caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection.
3: I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage.
0: Herpes and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses as directed. 630 WLAP. The
1: prettiest mare I've ever seen have to take my word.
3: her for weeks. Well, I'd catch a glimpse of her every once in a while. Taking her meal, bathing, fine lady. This one day I happened to be real close to her and I saw her standing over there. So I snuck up on her nice and easy. Got my rope out.
2: And I fly Throw it in the air. air. I'm going to catch that horse if I can. And when I do, I'll give her my brand. Sure she's around, looking forward to that. You're
1: sitting around the camp campfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right,
2: we're back on the Tom Depree show. We're still listening to the birds from the untitled album. Uh, what else you got, Mike? The the one there on high speed trading. All right, let's talk about it. Pretty that that's something that goes on every day. The markets open
0: every day. Um, so you, you rewind to December, um, and uh, December is when we're having all the volatility in the market, big swings, uh, intraday for the week. You know, all, all the huge amounts of volatility. Now, part of that uh, has been attributed to you know this high frequency trading. Um, so, what the f- high frequency trading is is its computer algorithms and the computers. Someone puts in the formula. Uh, they're that's looking for arbitrage opportunities, which are price discrepancies that they can you know exploit.
2: It's tiny ones.
0: Tiny ones. If I could borrow that. Uh, real quick have that article thank you (laughs) not that article other article that one one right there there we go Um, most people have heard of high frequency trading and you know everybody knows that it goes on but i want to put it in perspective the types of of price discrepancies that these things are trying to exploit uh this was a, a an article in the wall street journal brief price gaps in stocks um but these things are trying to exploit in this one instance 1862 millionths of a second okay. is where you had this price dis- discrepancy this was on apple stock okay so you have these different exchanges that stocks are traded on and th- there's there might be a slight price discrepancy so what these high frequency traders are trying to do is identify those and basically, you buy one from one, you sell to the other, and you make the arbitrage in yeah. between. And there's a there's a big push to uh, regulate and limit this high frequency trading. My personal feeling is I actually don't mind it. Yeah. Because lo- look at the two games that are being played. These people are trying to exploit eighteen hundred millionths of a second price discrepancy well that can add volatility in a market our game if you will that we're playing is long term Mm -hmm. so what does this volatility provide us as a long-term investor buying opportunity buying opportunity because it's two completely different things and really what these guys are doing they're making the market efficient Mm-hmm. Really, you know, the, the computing power to to do this, you think about that. I mean, that's almost the speed of light yeah. that this. So that fast, this computer is identifying an arbitrage situation and placing trades to exploit that pricing discrepancy right. in in at the speed of light and so the computing it's like bitcoin you know the computing power that's needed to get new bitcoin now uh, the, the the infrastructure cost is so high. the same with this. you know there's not any new players getting into this part of the game because it costs so much to get the infrastructure right um, But what they do, they really they're making these markets more efficient uh, by finding these discrepancies. same thing uh, Charlie Munger was on uh, CNBC the other day. Talking about is value the the question was is value investing dead? He said, well, no, it's it's not dead, but it's changed, because when he started, the 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 transmission of information was so much slower. You could find these price uh, irregularities. You could find a company that was trading below book value, below breakup value, and they could take advantage of that and buy the company at a low price well now because information moves so quickly he said he said basically everybody was fishing for cod or there was one person fishing for cod now everybody comes fishing in the same hole he said value investing now has turned more to spear fishing he said you've got to have your spear up and ready and then when you see the big one come by you hit it. Yeah, he said that's where 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 it's kind of changed to now. Um, but <clears throat> the same thing with the high frequency trading—they're exploiting these in uh, these discrepancies and making the market more efficient. Um, because from th- f- today, six months from now, it's going to be you know twenty five hundred millions of a second the the discrepancy because it's going to get more and more efficient.
2: But. Sometimes some of the things that we like stay bargains for quite a while because of maybe just the fact that nobody's looking at them, and they are looking at Apple on a daily basis. That's right. That's right. Um, And it can be for a number of reasons.
0: It could be because the market's speculating on – Some event that may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually, the market should price these things at fair value or even give it a premium. Uh, We saw it, you know, uh, in December. The market's highly inefficient in the short term. Um, In December, you had everything sell off indiscriminately across the board well that's when there were some some opportunities and there still are some opportunities because everything hasn't come back yet um but in the short run the market's very inefficient but information does flow a lot quicker than it did 40 years ago yeah but i don't know how
2: accurate i don't know how good the market is at cleaning up its own messes sure
1: sometimes yeah. So what it, What it, when when you say that, that this I thought this was kinda interesting speaking of this high speed stuff. The example they used with Apple, what that one thousand eight hundred and sixty-two millionths of a second meant was six cents. That was the gap in the trade. Yeah. And so they went back and they looked at two thousand seventeen, they said there was about two billion dollars of opportunity. Um uh, Laying in quick act, arbitrage. And quick arbitrage. But when Mike and I were talking about this and trying to the speed, I mean the, the speed of light. That's the fastest speed we we know of. Mm-hmm. That's a billion meters per second. Right. A billion meters per second. So, I mean, and then this is we're, we're trading. <laughs>
2: They're looking. And these firms even get yeah. it down to kidding how close the wires are to you know a guy who's yeah. 10 miles away is not as good as a guy who's a mile away or even 400 yards away from the exchange because how quick it takes the stuff to flow through the
1: wire right yeah well you know it's what's cute about that you could actually if if the trader was across the street you'd be better off holding up a piece of paper because <laughs> it would travel faster yeah that's,
0: That's
2: right. 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 That's right.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's an idea.
2: <laughs> Everything we're seeing comes to us at the speed of light in that little short time I'm watching you nod your head, but it's it's little it happened a little bit before I'm seeing it. Just a tiny bit because it comes to me at the speed of light. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> But the, the whole point of this is, <clears throat> I, personally, I don't mind them doing that yeah. because for us, just like in December last year, anytime you have volatility, that prov- provides us opportunities for our clients. Yeah. Um, so it, it depends on what you're looking for. You know, when we're looking for uh, good companies at attractive prices – yeah, you know, we're looking at this, you know, we could own this company for 10, 15 years. You know, and these people are looking at fractions of a second. Yeah. That they're buying they're just looking at it as a trading thing. Correct. You know, we're we're investors. We're looking for good companies that pay dividends mm-hmm. that we can own for a long time.
2: That's right. And that's that's the wheelhouse that we're we're playing in. Let's see. Future turns returns, why active management makes sense uh let's talk about that why does it make sense because it doesn't seem that it always does better than indexing sure well coming out
0: of the financial crisis you know you had kind of the rising tide lifts all boats effect um you had um uh, you know a low basis or low base that the market was coming off of. You had quantitative easing. uh, You had all these different things that were just stimulus to the market, and that was raising everything. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're getting late in the business cycle, and now you have things – that you know you have uh, things happening like Brexit, you have uh, a twenty eighteen scenario where you have this volatility. You have what's going to happen with interest rates, um, and now is the time where you've got to separate the winners from the losers mm-hmm. in the market. Um, you have to look now and be more careful of balance sheets. You know mm-hmm. what what is if if we do get into an environment where interest rates are going up. Which you know maybe maybe not I'm I'm I think you know I, I would be more towards not um, Yeah, it,
2: it doesn't look like they're going to go up like no. they were expected to go up.
0: That's at right um, But you you have to look at the balance sheets and the security of a company. You know, in this kind of an environment, um, you have to look at uh, the the fundamentals of a company payout ratio, these different things, right. because now you're going off of a level that is elevated and when you get into uh, buying something that's already gone up it's at fair value or above fair value that's when you set yourself up for trouble yeah so active management meaning uh, research and hopefully be able to take advantage of these short-term inefficiencies in the market
1: in in 2018 this article quoted that said 38 percent of the U.S. stocks outperformed their, their peers or the passive index markets. So when I read that, the first thing I thought of was our research team and, and the people at the Financial and the time they spent, because that's what they're looking at. They're looking at those, looking at the companies that are right. outperforming, because right. that's, that's what we're about, taking care of our clients, taking care of their money, that they've worked so hard for right. so they can live an enjoyable life during retirement. Right. Here right. we are.
2: Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: Sex crimes. the national emergency. Drugs. Drugs. This is not an emergency. Assaults. Assaults. What happens next? Killings. Killings happens here. Let me repeat that. We're
3: not doing the wall.
0: News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution like an annuity to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Depre Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com. 630 WLAP. back on the Tom's pre-show that's from the birds also that's the don't ever think the birds weren't a jam band <laughs> as they now talk about fish and these others they uh, could jam with the best of them and this is from the uh, 12 13 minute 8 miles high cut what'd you have bo I was say if if, if you want to find a uh, something that uh, predates the Almond Brothers, this this, this little is right little bit right here that we're listening to, yeah. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah, See, really there good. There you go. Just stick with me, I'll... Well, I haven't strayed away from you yet. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Uh, while older couples must look beyond life expectancy when planning for retirement, so the whole retirement uh, industry tells you to look at life expectancies which are averages for how long you'll live but the fact is you may live a lot longer than that anytime you're dealing
0: with averages when you're dealing with investing you have to be careful you know it's like saying the stock markets average nine percent over a 90-year period well you, everybody's situation's different. You have to take that into account. You can't just look at averages. The same with life expectancy. Um, and so when you're when we're sitting down with our clients, it's all based on relationship. Uh, in the first hour, you know they were talking about relationships. Same same thing with us. Um, you know it's relationships with our clients. But thinking in terms of averages. So when you tell uh, uh, so you have a married couple that comes in. So when you think of the life expectancy, you can say, okay, the husband, the average life expectancy is 83. Uh, the mm-hmm. wife, the average life expectancy is 86. Well, so they start thinking in terms of I'm going to live to 83 or 86. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, you know, another way to say this is you have about a 20% chance that one of you are going to live to be ninety five years old. Right. That's a that's different than saying your life expectancy is eighty three or eighty six. You have a twenty percent chance you're going to live to one of you is going to live till ninety five. That has implications on the portfolio, right? Because if you're planning to only live till eighty three to eighty six, but you live to ninety five, that's a lot longer that that portfolio has to last you and produce income. So when we're Sitting down with our clients because we like to meet with our clients every six months. We sit down and we're going over where the portfolio is today. What has changed with their lives? It's an ongoing relationship.
1: Now, I want to touch on. I, I'm on okay. I want to touch on something about that that ninety the percent of chance of living longer into their nineties. This this is kind of interesting. The average for a married husband and wife. Okay, both at the age of 65, the probabilities of at least one member living to a given age is substantially higher than the other. Okay, the couple has a 97 percent chance of seeing at least one member live another decade. Right. So, yeah. Think about when we're meeting with our clients. You know, I'm thinking, hey, we're we're going to die together or close together. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. You start thinking about one's going to live another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Significant. That's right. Impact on your planning.
0: Exactly. And that's where, you know, if it's a husband and wife that, you know, because men's life expectancy is shorter. That's where the relationships even wonder more why, important.
1: I wonder why that is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did it have anything to do with coffee? Elizabeth, <laughs> you want to weigh
1: in on that? <laughs>
2: I've been quiet the whole
0: two hours
2: almost. So why do you f- perk up now? What, what do you What do you got to say?
1: I was called to action.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, uh,
0: but you know, if one area that I, I personally I, I'm, uh, I take a lot of pride in we have we have a, a number of widows that are clients. Mm-hmm. One of the best compliments that we can get as a firm and one that I just really you know take to heart is when they come in and they say, I don't worry about this right you know, a lot of times That's it a was a big deal. It was the, the husband that had handled the finances all their life. And he wanted someone that he felt that they could trust, that was transparent, and they come in and they start that relationship, for the most part, while the husband was still alive, and now we have that relationship with his wife, and it's an ongoing, it's it's a trust relationship, and they... Uh, they have confidence. They don't worry yeah. about it. That's been
2: nice. We've had several people recently say that kind of thing about
0: it. Yeah. Us. Uh, I think that that's one of the best compliments uh, to me that I think I can get.
1: I think it speaks to what, what we're about because we, we, we do one thing well. We educate them first, and then we empower them. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they they don't worry because of that. And that's that speaks to what our firm's about.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, investor development yes yeah i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. what you do you develop as an investor over time you know the the fact that anybody trusts anybody in this business is kind of a miracle knowing what i know about some of what's out there and sometimes when i hear people have gone with other firms knowing what I know, I cringe because I know what we do versus what they do. And, you know, I won't name any names, but there are some firms out there that I think at times it's it's misleading at worst and it's uh, maybe not helpful at best. But um, some of what we see, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'll fight for uh, – the, the truth um, that uh, I feel like sometimes people are not told the truth. They're told things that um, are average sort of statements, but they don't necessarily apply to them. And we try to make their particular investment experience apply to their life and what they need at the time. That's right.
0: And because we are a fiduciary – and yeah. we've been a fiduciary since 2010. Um, you know, legally, we have to put the interest of our clients ahead of our own. And when,
2: you know,
0: when we're sitting down with someone, if if we can't help them, we tell them. Right. Um, but that's pretty few and far between, honestly. Yeah. Uh, because – There
2: are some people we can't help because they just – sometimes they don't want the kind of help we're offering or sometimes they've done a good enough job on their own Mm -hmm. that they are in that place of, of not needing help.
0: Right. Uh, we have some clients that are really good investors in their own, right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they come to a point where they don't have the time. They don't want to worry about it. Don't want to mess with it anymore. Um, and because we're so research intensive, um, we can communicate with that with a right. good investor and kind of speak on the same level uh, that, that they want to hear. Yep. Um, but that's one thing we never talk down to anyone. You know, we can talk on whatever level someone wants to
2: talk on. Right. If you want to come and see us, you can call us at eight five nine two three three zero four hundred. We'll go on com,
1: Guys, it's been a great day. Been fun. And we got a big, listen, we haven't talked about this, but we've got a big game today. Yeah. And uh, anybody want to make a comment on that? Huh? Uh, well, uh, I'm short. Rocky Top, the worst song
2: ever written. There you go. Nothing, you know what, like a big orange. Anyway, uh, Go Cats, uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with uh, Mike Johnson, Guy Huglin, and Elizabeth Dupree. News Radio 630 WLAP.